Hi there, tune in and discover your ex. Welcome to the second Let's Talk About X podcast, where we talk about interesting topics with interesting people. And today uh, with your hosts, me, Pepijn and... Mariette. Welcome, Mariette. Thank you. Are you excited? Yes, I am. I yep. think uh, it's going to be a very nice uh, talk yeah. that we're going to have. Yeah, because for me, it's like the second or third time I'm uh, I'm recording a podcast. I'm not a professional or, or uh, whatever. You're already you our guru. But, yeah. <laughs> 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 Which for you is the first time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it was uh, new. Yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be fun, yeah. Exactly. You know, one thing when you when you recorded one uh, yeah a podcast, then when you're going to listen it back, then it's yeah, awful to hear I yourself. I yeah I didn't really like it, um, and especially for uh, listeners, if you have any uh, recommendations or complaints about the first uh, edition, don't worry, we'll improve as well. And if you want to contact us, you can always do that via the email address on the website of X uh, for your complaints, remarks. Or anything. Or if you have interesting topics that or we interesting need to talk topics about. that we need to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. So, talking about the topic today, we're going to talk about top sports yes. or elite sports. Especially elite sports. Yeah. Elite sports. Yeah. Because uh, today we invited two uh, elite sporters from the TU Delft. They're also students uh, here at the TU Delft. And um, today we invited uh, Stephanie Stoutjesdijk and uh, Ralf Rings. So uh, welcome to. Uh, to X, welcome to the TU Delft again. Thank, Thank you. you. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine too. Yeah. yeah. Excited? Sure. My first time podcast as well, so uh, I'm excited. Yeah, very cool. We're and going uh, to learn together. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard from you, uh, Stephanie, that you you haven't been at the TU Delft for a year. No, exactly. Due to Corona, I haven't been here for for yeah for the full year. Yeah. <laughs> it has it changed, and there is no one here, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. And what what yeah? How does it feel to be back? Yeah, it's it's weird, but it feels good, it to feels be honest, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. And for you? Uh, my last time was, I think, the introduction, my master in oh, uh, yeah. September. Also quite a time uh, Yeah, ago. at least half a year ago again, yeah. Time yeah. goes fast, even time with flies. Corona. Yeah. So uh, to start off, um, and to give uh, a little bit of background, because today we're going to talk about uh, elite sports, and especially during Corona times, like uh, how do you stay motivated and... and 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 what changed for you? Did you have uh, to um, involve any adaptations in your in your sport routine or, or whatever? And um, yeah, to give a little bit of background, can you uh, introduce yourself uh, shortly to uh, to begin with, Stephanie? Yeah, I'm Stephanie Thuisdijk. I'm a second year master student of technical medicine, and I uh, try to com- to combine that with uh, competing in the women's motocross world championship. So that's. Yeah, what I do normally in, in the daily life. Motocross, very yeah. cool. Really that's cool. A, yeah, that sounds extreme. Yeah, it it can yeah, it is quite an extreme sport. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty and dangerous, but it's fun. It's good adrenaline. Yeah, because I I I know I or listeners can't see that, but you uh, <laughs> have a little uh, injury <laughs> at your finger. Yeah. Now. I had a little accident uh, a week ago. I was between my with my finger between my sprocket and my chain, and kind of ripped off my my middle finger <laughs> tip. So <laughs> yeah. I have some stitches in my finger. Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, it's going better, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's just a little <laughs> bit. The nerves are a bit, little bit like uh, damaged. It, it, yeah, n- not mm. damaged, but it's it feels unpleasant. But mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, I'm lucky. I I can't imagine. 
what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's better if we don't yeah, do exactly. these dangerous things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for you, uh, Ralf? Uh, I'm Ralf. I'm the first year master student uh, mechanical engineering. And um, I'm a rower. I started when I was 16. And now I'm in the national team since uh, last year. And uh, yeah, hoping to start some international regattas this year. And and what specialization do you uh, do you do in, in rowing? rowing? Yeah. Um, yeah, you have sweeping and sculling, so with one oar or two oars. And um, at the moment, I'm doing with two oars. It's called sculling. And uh, yeah, that's what I do since this year. Since this year. Yeah. So uh, before you did other disciplines. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And why did you change the disciplines? Is that based uh, on just what because my national team coach asked me mm. to join the sculling group? Okay, yeah, exactly. So that's based on what the, the national team asks you to do? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, okay, so you started when you were 16 years old? Yeah. Okay, and why did you start rowing? Um, yeah, it's a family thing in my family. So uh, my whole family rows, and before that I didn't like it. I played tennis and football, and um, yeah, rowing I thought was quite boring. <laughs> just sitting in a boat <laughs> and making the same movement over and over again. To be as fast as possible, yeah. But and also um, maybe a little bit of an overkill because you've yeah, grown yeah, up yeah. seeing rowing all the time. But then I saw some changes to get uh, get good at it. So, so it began, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for, for yeah. you, Stephanie, how did you get involved with motocrossing? Yeah, via my dad. My dad did awesome. it and I was a little kid of like five years old and I was like at the track and I was like, ah, daddy, daddy, can I have a bike as well? And yeah, then I got one. <laughs> <laughs> you just got one. Yeah. <laughs> like you have your own motocross yeah. bike, have fun. Yeah, <laughs> and basically. Then how does that work? Like when you begin, do you start in sort of smaller competitions and get better and better and then you grow into the larger competitions? Yeah, indeed. Okay. There are, yeah, first you have to practice because yeah, you can't just go to a race. Yeah. Just practice. And for kids there, with, they have mostly like different tracks, just easy nice <laughs> yeah. flowing uh, tracks and then yeah when you grow up you go you go to yeah to compete and yeah you get better how old were you when you entered your first yeah competition um, your first I, match i think it was six i was six but six years yeah. old and then already at a motocross bike yeah <laughs> yeah it's it, when i look at the kids nowadays i, I think oh i that's so cute. <laughs> and then <laughs> you, you were see, so cute as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see all the dads like running behind them because if they cry, they, they, the kids just stand next to the bike and like, help, help. And then the dads run to the kids and then to lift the bike. Yeah. yeah. And then they can go get going again. <laughs> and your dad, your dad liked that you wanted to drive as well? Yeah. He wasn't like, it's too dangerous. No, no. My mom was a little bit, but then she was like, yeah, I don't, it's out of my hands when she's on the bike. So I just... Mm. Just enjoy. <laughs> it's a mom thing to worry, I think. And yeah. a dad's thing to be proud and yes. <laughs> have <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> but I can imagine for Rolf, when you uh, went to university, you could just... You, you, because you joined LAGA, right? Yeah. Uh, the Student sure. Rowing yeah. Association and that. And uh, so you could practice here, yeah. just in, in the ski. And yeah. Yeah. Actually, in rowing, it's very normal to, to become part of a student club. Okay, yeah. I think uh, yeah, 100% of my national team row, rowers... Uh, Mates are part of a student club. Mm -hmm. It's very normal. It's really a student club sport, and uh, yeah, and they support yeah. also you as a as a competitor, professional competitor yeah, as well, yeah. to to train more. And because yeah, do that's you a get very nice yeah. thing. 
Yeah, that's very nice. The whole cultural thing is... You had more people that were on your level to train with. In Delft? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the top level of athletes uh, are in the student club, so... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is it also age thing? Because it's right about the the right age to be professional in rowing? Uh, I think rowing is a sport where you can join late and then... Be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Just in national team, we have also uh, quite a few people who starting at uh, 18 or 19 yeah, exactly. and they went studying yeah, and then exactly. and then become elite sport uh, sporters. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for Stephanie, that's the other way around, that you really start at a sm- at a yeah, when you're young. Yeah, most, like, the pro- the for the guys as well, uh, they, they started riding when they were four, five, six. There are some examples that uh, only started at 12 and got world champion anyway, but that's very rare. Yeah. 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 And uh, then when you started so young and on such an early age, like did you have to make big sacrifices or your family maybe to to practice go to matches because I know the is it called a grand prix? Yeah, or, it's grand yeah. prix. Yeah. When you when you go to a grand prix, there well, if you compete in a championship uh, internationally, then they're probably not all in the Netherlands. No, it's So how does that work? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a world championship, but the world championship for women's is mainly Focusing on the European uh, tracks, okay. So um, that's quite okay. Like if you go to to Spain or some Slovenia, that's that's quite okay to to drive with a truck for the bikes. And then if it's far away, you fly as an athlete because you don't want to be in the truck or in the van for like <laughs> two days. days yeah. <laughs> but then because then yeah yeah your um, your physical. Uh, state as well, like for yeah, for two uh, for two days driving, it will get you like lomi and it will not. It's not the best preparation. No, no, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. you, you just fly, but imagine. that's yeah. If you know on before and you get some cheap flights, and that's yeah, it's okay. So your family also had to make kinds of sacrifices. Yeah, yeah, yeah quite. Yeah, yeah. The, b- because do they? Do you have brothers or sisters? No, I'm the one only oh, okay. child. <laughs> so your mom and dad, I assume, yeah, they went with you yeah, to the match. Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. That's yeah, very nice. Yeah. Instead of going well. to the camping in the weekend, you go to the motorcross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's like a, for especially for like the national uh, races, it's like a moving circus. So it's like uh, you meet every every weekend almost the same persons. Yeah. So that's kind of a family thing as well. Yeah, like the whole motocross industry is one big family. Yeah. They yeah. all know yeah. each other. Yeah. That's very cute, yeah. actually. Is that and the same with... Oh, yeah, sorry. No, how is uh, how does that go uh, in the Netherlands? Are there a lot of Dutch people motocrossing? Uh, and what are the facilities? It, there are, like... I'm, I'm not sure, but there are, like, 100 tracks in the Netherlands, I think. Or maybe a little bit less. I would say, like, between 80 and 100. That's, so that's quite okay. And there are quite... Yeah, we have quite a lot of tracks when you compare it to Belgium they only have five and last week or even yesterday it was announced that uh, one track is going to close any- so they only have four tracks that's, that's yeah, that's, yeah. Mm. so there was yeah l- l- a lot less to choose from and is that compared to due yeah. to corona that they had to close? no because of regulations and also for the environment mm. um, funny thing last yeah. night I saw uh, on television I saw something about a motocross track, and it was near a, yeah, near a small town, and all those people were like, "Yeah, it's not even, um, 
allowed to have track there and oh really yeah and oh. the municipality was kind of okay with it but now they don't know what to do anymore <laughs> yeah and that's like for a lot of tracks it's yeah they the, the municipalities just say yeah it's okay as long as we don't get any complaints but then someone moves from outside close to the track and then someone's gonna complain and then we have to close the tracks mm. so that's mm -hmm. a pity it's very sad typical dutch maybe yeah, no, maybe a little bit overcrowded, maybe. <laughs> There's no space yeah. left for yeah, exactly. all these, uh, these tracks. Yeah. That's different in Europe, I think. Yeah, yeah <laughs> if you look at like countries as, as Italy or Spain or France, there are yeah, many, many tracks. Mm. And yeah, they don't even get a single complaint or uh, they're just open for a week, like Monday to Sunday, like from, from 10 to 5 in the evening. And it's like in the Netherlands, it, the tracks are only open for like, eight hours a week so it's very limited as well yeah because like you're both enrolled in the elite sports program of TU Delft of course yes. and um, to yeah make your life actually easier to combine your study program with the sport you're in but for you Stephanie I can imagine you do not use the facilities at X or the TU Delft in general a lot then because you can't practice on a track here so indeed yeah. but I can go to the gym yeah, do and you do I that often? Um, or did you? I did used to do that. Okay. Yeah, not regularly, but when I get like lectures in the morning and in the in the later afternoon, I've got like three hours in between and I would just go yeah, do yeah, some I training over there instead of doing it at home. Yeah, yeah, okay. And for you, Rolf? Um, first two or three years of my bachelor's, I did strength training. Six. Yeah. Yeah. And for the fun, I uh, play tennis sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. can just uh, yeah. book a court and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, because you're in the in the Dutch team, you train elsewhere. Yeah, I always train in uh, Amsterdam, two or three times a day. So I moved uh, to Amsterdam because otherwise it's impossible to <laughs> yeah. to do it. And uh, yeah, my whole day is in Amsterdam filled with the training. So uh, that's my day. No <laughs> training. You're not training. bored. <laughs> yeah. uh, at the moment, a little bit because there's ice, and then uh, you can't train. We can't rain and you can't row. Indeed, so uh, yeah, it's difficult to row on ice. <laughs> <laughs> it will hurt. The, yeah. It will damage the boat. So, so we uh, are on the ergometer. Uh, yeah, it's quite boring. Did you do ice skating instead? Yeah, I did. Cool. But not instead, as extra. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In addition to uh, to the rowing. Yeah, but then um, that was what you would do in normal times. But now in um, times with Corona, of course. Uh, things are uh, a little bit different and we are wondering when actually this situation started almost a year ago what were your plans did you have any ideas for like the year 2020 that didn't go on now or was everything actually still the same um, I was trying to get a uh, national champions champion at, uh, at the national championships and um, one month before it came clear that it didn't go through mm. And one month later, the Olympics were also uh, cancelled. Yeah. So my motivation was a bit low by the time. But um, yeah, pretty quick we saw an opportunity to become the best, maybe with my brother in the, in a certain boat class, the pair. And I got motiv motivated again and uh, tried to be the best. And we got invited to to have a trial. Yeah. In the end of the summer, and we had three races, and we we won one, 
but it was not enough and we uh, we weren't the best of the, of the Netherlands but after that uh, I got invited to the national team so it was quite a good year for me actually, actually yeah. the result was very good yeah. at the end yeah. yeah that's nice that at yeah, the sports uh, for you could continue in, s yeah. in a certain way. Not not much has changed, really. Hmm. That's nice. And for you, Stephanie? For me, um, the season started like two weeks before the first uh, like European lockdown. So we had two Grand Prix before that, um, yeah, for the lockdown. And then it got just stopped for an uncertain period of time. And then we started again in September with three more races. And uh, also some national races and uh, as well, but um, uh, yeah, that's yeah. It, it was just a very big break in between, but the races continued uh, eventually. So, mm. so actually, you're now back on track. Yeah, well, now with the snow and the ice, there's no no riding, no practice, no no races. So, um, um, yeah, it's. It's yeah now again a break, uh, but the races start uh, again in July for me. So that's yeah. Well, it used to be in um, well. Normally, it would have started in beginning of March. So that's quite a pity that we have to wait again. When did you hear that, and how uh, did you feel? Last week we only heard it, and I was like, ah, oh, crap, damn, no, not again. But yeah. No, the national championships are not still on the calendar for in the in the period in between. So I hope they will continue, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can be sure of anything in these days, actually. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then y you actually started to make a sort of alternative plans. Like you, Rolf, you just join another competition, or you were asked for another class, yeah. actually yeah. rowing. Yeah. And like, did you? make any other goals for the year or just wanted to focus on that specific class then for that moment? Um, actually, I joined a group with very, very uh, talent, talented uh, rowers. And some of them are going for gold in the Tokyo at Olympics. So my first goal is to to be a, on their level. Yeah, a part of the Olympic team. Yeah, yeah. and not... Uh, no, I, I, I can't go, I can't be the best of that group in a year. So. Yeah, I'm realistic. And, uh, yeah, I hope to join uh, their level, and that's uh, what I try to do at the moment. Yeah, do you, do you have a sort of expectation for yourself then, or your coach, or I don't know? Do you make any any goal specifically for a certain date? Like, okay, f around that date, I want to be on their level, or how does that work? Um, yeah, it's important, I think, as a sporter to to set goals, yeah. and um, yeah, this year. Uh, world Cups will go through, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, at those World Cups, I want to to be in a certain uh, position relative to them, and uh, yeah, I will see. Uh, I will. You have that. small steps. Yeah, and yeah. then your goal might be the next Olympics to be yeah, on of course, their level yeah, and yeah, to yeah. be able to compete with. But or that's really them? far, so we work mostly time. Yeah, uh, yeah one year ahead. And how soon after uh, this whole corona pandemic started did you think, okay, we need to change our plans, make new ones? Or was um, it really just going along with, oh, right, we have a race, so we can prepare for that one and see how it goes? Yeah, it was for me, it was mainly just waiting for the new calendar. And like in the meantime, just try to stay as fit as possible. And then 
when we heard like a couple of months still and then you just put yourself on a lower level kind of in the sports. So yeah, you have to be at the fittest of yourself at the right moment. So yeah, you can't be it for the full period of time. And then I started focusing more on my on my course of in at the two Delft. <laughs> So yeah. Actually, yeah. you're you're yeah. Did you, you do that as well? You have to be very flexible, I think. Yeah. Uh, especially in these times. And uh, yeah, you have to be intrinsic, motivated. And uh, yeah, then you will uh, will figure it out. Yeah, but you, you can do. Your focus shifted for both of you then to your study program instead. Mm, or a not a little per bit. Se. A little bit. Y- yeah, uh. for me, quite yeah, because yeah, the the trainings just got it. Like at a very minimal level, yeah, and then yeah, I had some free time kind of, so I spent more time on that. But yeah, again, also courses got cancelled for me, so that was just yeah, kind you, of you couldn't do more. Yeah, that was yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And to be honest, uh, with the online lectures, for me, it's maybe easier to follow all the courses than before when there were no online lectures. So. Yeah, you don't have to physically go yeah, somewhere anymore. Yeah. So I think I need yeah. for both of you, if you don't train here in the in Delft, then it's much easier to follow right now than yeah. it used to be before. Yeah, especially for now. I was three weeks ago, I was in Spain for a training camp because this season su- should have started like in a couple of weeks. So we had to be prepared. So that was like the, the big yeah, training camp. And then I could just follow lectures in Spain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I even did uh, exam in uh, Portugal. Wow. Nice. And uh, yeah, two years ago, some of the rowers uh, flight back to uh, Europe to, to, uh, to the TU to make the exam. And now you can just uh, make the exam. Uh, make it online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for you guys, that would be very nice if that would still be possible Mm. in the future. Yeah, I prefer just live lectures, though. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. But if you are away, I can Yeah, it's a very good solution for if you're not able to. Yeah, Yeah. and especially with tests where you have two weeks of exams and then you can uh, easily say, okay, this one, I'm going to be in Portugal. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In the sun, making your exam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound too bad. Doesn't sound very bad, no. Yeah, but how? Because Ralf, you already said something like, "Yeah, my motivation was very low at a certain moment." Like, how do you try to stay motivated? Yeah, just uh, setting new goals and try to look at what you can do instead of look what you can't do, and um, think of solutions. Yeah, and go back to yourself and and think of why you are doing it and. Yeah, then you can uh, can set new goals and get motivated again. You really go back to your intrinsic motivation. Yeah. Like, why yeah. am I doing this anyway? Yeah. And do I still want to continue with this? I saw some rowers who have really difficult with that and they quit. Oh, but, uh, de- definitely. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. For some. Yeah. For some people, it's even more difficult. Mm-hmm. But the ones who are really intrinsic motivated, I think. Uh, yeah. And can you also help each other through those periods? Yeah, of course. Especially in rowing, when you are together in a boat, you uh, can motivate each other. But last year, at a certain moment, you could only row in a boat uh, in a single skill, so on on your own. And for some people, that's 
even more difficult. So, yeah. And for you, was there an exception because you're? Yeah, I was with my brother, brother so uh, we could still row in the, the pair with two of us. So. So that's the really nice. nice. For me. Yeah. 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 And how much uh, do both of you need uh, matches or Grand Prix to improve as well? Because I can imagine training is not everything either. Yeah, r racing in motocross is very important because a, a training is not the same as a race because you get like even more adrenaline. You can have the start with, with a line of like 40 girls. You go to the same corner at the same time and you can't do that in the practice. And, and yeah, it's very important to get like motivated as well but even when it, when we couldn't ride um i just had to look at my bike and i was like oh yeah i want to ride i was very <laughs> eager to to be back at the motocross so on that i didn't have any motivational problems so that's for mm -hmm. me that's good <laughs> now to yeah. be honest in rowing you don't have a lot of matches actually so um it's quite a training sport like that. Um, there are only a couple of moments where you're tested. Yeah, yeah. So I'm quite used to it, but of course I miss the matches sometimes. Yeah, yeah I understand. And um, we already talked about yeah adapting to when is there a race or when isn't. Um, how does this affect your your training schedule and your life habits, like eating, um, yeah, not drinking maybe. That also might be affected in this period. Yeah, I I'm not a drinker anyway, so that's not a problem for me. Um, for food, yeah, I'm, you can't see me, but I'm very tiny and very thin. So, I my suspension guys they always say yeah, I have to eat more because <laughs> it's better to get, to have some more weight on the suspension. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just eat a lot, but I'm not not getting any bigger. So that's uh, I eat healthy, of course, but. And eating healthy is very important as well for just daily life and have a structure like go to bed early and get enough sleep. But yeah, other than that, I just try to get like a structure and um, train on the, try to, to, because I'm very flexible because I do my trainings on my own and sometimes with Zoom with other um, training companions. So it's, and then we have a trainer who, do, who does the CrossFit exercises, but he, he says them and then we do them and it's kind of fun because you see each other like having struggles with it. <laughs> so, but it's, <laughs> that's, that's also, yeah, trying to adapt to the situation and yeah, yeah make the best of it. But you should become mm -hmm. heavier, but like for you, Ralph, you have to stay on the same weight, right? That's kind of important or... At no, least in the same weight class. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm a heavyweight rower. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's no limitation. <laughs> you Ooh. can get bigger, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but the same as Stephanie, I have uh, quite uh, difficult with uh, becoming heavier. Mm, okay. Uh, but is it also for me. hard to maintain your weight level then? Mm, no, not really. Yeah, some, some sometimes when you row really much, uh, you have to eat really, really A much. Lot. To yeah. <laughs> Uh, to stay the same weight, but yeah, I like eating, so uh, it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and is there a lot of variety in what you eat? Because I can imagine that because of the limitations, at some point it might get a little bit boring, or not? No, I cook for myself normally, and it, it just varies from potatoes to pasta to 
to rice, so it's not very boring, to be honest. Your parents don't eat the same? Yeah, or? well, I but I cook for them. So. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, you Ooh, you're the chef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and you live on your own now. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it's yeah, not really special. I eat, uh, I eat not much, but... Uh, that's it. Okay, yeah, but it's okay. So, yeah, so healthy and much. Yeah, yeah, because I was expecting that it might be also harder to um, to keep reaching your goals when you're looking at food and and other habits like indeed sleep, for example. I could imagine that maybe if you're sort of I don't know if your routine is a kind of is a kind of changing, then it might be hard to yeah do that as well to keep your eating and sleeping habits the same. And also, for example, with uh, your strength and and your your fitness level. Did you notice any changes in that, or was it just your training stayed approximately the same, so that also didn't mm-hmm. change very much? For me, it yeah, like I said, it went down mm-hmm. on a, on a lo- like a lower level, just to yeah peak at the the right timing. Yeah, and like for me, the food habits, yeah, it's like a habit, so it's not yeah, I'm used to it, so I it didn't take a lot of effort to. To keep it, so yeah, yeah. For me, not very much has changed. Only after the summer, I tried to become heavier with a lot of strength training, and then eating a lot of uh, protein. But uh, it's very difficult for me <laughs> to gain weight. To gain weight, yeah. yeah. But when looking at your your condition, your fitness level, that maintained. stayed the same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, that's good. I yeah. think yeah, because if you if you just keep the routines the same as well, then maybe you don't yeah, l- yeah. lose anything on that mm-hmm. and okay, how yeah. uh, are your trainers involved in your food and drinking and eating yeah, general habits and mm. sleeping not so much they just say eat what you like and but don't go to mcdonald's every week <laughs> 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 like not every yeah. week <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, yeah so it's just eat like variety like proteins carbohydrates and so yeah do they give marks like so many calories and so many? No, no. no. You don't have to count. No, luckily okay. not. No, no. <laughs> and for you, Ralph, is that the same, or um, is it a little bit more? Uh, my trainers are not involved. They only keep track of your weight sometimes, a bit, but um, and sometimes I try. I try to to count my calories for myself, but uh, not uh, the, the coach say so. Okay. And do you notice a lot of? Um, does it have a big influence on, um, yeah, your eating and your training, and that you see, okay, if I eat this, then I improve or I recover faster? Or mm, no, I don't. Uh, I don't see much uh, changes in my in my whole personality and weight when eating different and. Okay. Yeah. No, I. I. Yeah, maybe a little bit for the recovery if you eat like a lot of proteins after a, a heavy training, um, it will yeah it will be better. But mm, I I don't know really if I get you don't make a science out of it. No, no sleeping is more important. Yes, for me. definitely. Yeah, mm. sleeping, getting enough rest. How much do you sleep at night? At least nine hours. Nine hours. Mm. Well, for me, eight to nine. Eight to nine, also. Damn. Nice. So you also don't miss Jealous. the parties because. There are no problems. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, looking forward to the future, um, what are the goals? What do you want to uh, to reach, to become? When do you want to end your study also? Ooh, that's a difficult yeah. one. 
that's uh. not on the top priority list, maybe. No, at the moment, uh, not for me. Yeah. I have it on a quite low level, and um, I try to finish my courses next year. But then I have my master thesis, of course, and I don't know yet uh, how to do that. Um, I still have like two years left on my TU Delft program, but um, I hope to finish that like in maybe three years because of their internships as well. So that's quite a difficult period to to combine it with sports because they always yeah. interfere with the races. And um, but yeah, the goals. Yeah, the, if I can finish it in like two and a half, three years, it's good for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what are your goals sports-wise? Oh, sports-wise, uh, just to become the best of me, of course. But I hope to, this year, uh, be sometimes in the top 15 of the World Championship uh, at the races. So, yeah, that's the goal for you this year. Mm -hmm. And you see yourself go on with this for a lot more years. Oh, yes. But I don't know if it will be at the World Championship level, of course. Also kind of depends on injuries. Yeah, it's you, yeah, you shouldn't see. get your finger stuck in. No, but <laughs> this is just just little one, so yeah. this will be fine in like two weeks, and mm -hmm. then I can start riding again. But yeah, the weather is not good at the moment, so no, true. Yeah. <laughs> it is getting better. Yeah, yeah, it, it will. Yeah, it mm -hmm. will. <laughs> and for you, Ralph, like sport-wise, um, within a year, I I want to be with the best of the Netherlands, and if you are there, then you are also the best. Uh, the world mm. or something <laughs> because yeah uh the netherlands, the netherlands are good is, at yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so that's the goal so nice. when you join that level then you're at almost the highest level worldwide yeah, yeah. and then maybe next year and the year after i can uh, i can do good things at the world championships yeah and do you want to like stay in this discipline or do you also want to experiment with other disciplines um eventually? yeah or no goals for that no goals right? for that no. okay just to see just how it remain goes. in the double yeah. skull and then yeah. see how that works. Okay, but yeah. that's also maybe more depending on the trainer and yeah, other now, people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then uh, looking a bit backwards, what are your plans for today, for the rest of the day? Any training uh, on the schedule? Uh, yeah, in the evening I have another uh, strength training. Strength training. Yeah. yeah, just with uh, with the math and some, some dumbbells. And because what Wait kind of a Zoom one or no tonight not <laughs> <laughs> just a regular one on your own yeah, yeah one on my own just with some uh, uh, how do you call it Tabata songs and then I, I get like a program of my trainer mm. what I should do and then I just finish it and make some some pictures of it that I like my dad takes some pictures and then he sends as them. a proof yeah as a proof <laughs> <laughs> she did it yes she made check it check the through. box yes. <laughs> Rolf, any yeah, trainings for, for uh, me, today? Uh, with this weather, as I said, uh, we can't row. Mm -hmm. So uh, this morning I had one and a half hour on the ergometer and one and a half hour on the indoor bike. So uh, very boring, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine something that's more boring than that. <laughs> Respect that you can still motivate yourself for that. Then. Yeah, it's only this week. And next, only next week, week ah, we, okay. can, we can okay. row again. Good. Better. I hope. <laughs> and uh, this evening I go to my old house. Uh, here in Delft, visit my roommates and uh, nice. eat with mm -hmm. them. Nice. Well, you'll miss them. And especially once Corona is a little bit over, you will probably miss the little bit of the student life. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I That's one sacrifice then. Yes, I'm used to, to go to parties at Laga and uh, have my roommates around me. 
and I certainly go into mistake. Yeah. Yeah. But you can make sometimes an exception. Yeah. A once once there? a month. Yeah. Something, then. Uh, yeah. Nice. With the yeah with the day free after it, then uh, I can sleep yeah. there. I know on the bench or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And nice. then um, yeah, to wrap it up, I think. We uh, talked a little bit about uh, about motivation and we hear, of course, that a lot of students are struggling with motivation and they think it's hard to, to keep up with their work, with their study program. Uh, because you, yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, I have a lot of respect that you can still motivate to, uh, that you are still motivated to train, to keep training, to maintain all your, your habits, your routines the same as uh, before Corona times. Um, could you give a sort of uh, advice for all the students to uh, to to stay motivated during their studies, even in these times? Um, to be honest, I think for myself, it's quite easy as an athlete to have the routine because with the whole group, you are going on the water for me at the same mm -hmm. time every day. But I think for every student, it would be important to have some certain times to do certain things. So, for example, set your uh, alarm clock in the morning every, every day at the same time. And have some certain routines therein that yeah and uh every day for example set your uh, study time from nine to twelve or something and just do that just make a yeah a more tight schedule for yourself yeah. create a routine and then i think think about what you want to do the next day because otherwise you have no purpose to get up in the morning maybe. yeah set some set some goals yes yeah. and that's quite easy as an athlete yeah to be honest but yeah. As a student, it could be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's a good good advice. Yeah. And do you have a good uh yeah, kind I of advice? I wanted to say the same like structure is is very important for me at least. And I also get like a lot of um motivation from uh get making a list and then just check the bo the boxes. Just uh if you did a lecture, just check it in, in your in your calendar. And you can be proud of you that you did it, and then you get some, some yeah, some good motivation to continue yeah. for the next one. Yeah. Um, then you already s also see what you have done. Yeah. Already. Then you have like zero percent to hundred percent, and you get just yeah, just get the higher level. Yeah. <laughs> At least you can say yes, I did do something. So yes. I reached some goals for for this day. Yes. Do you so have those lists also for training? Um, like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, kind of because I yeah I get. Like a, a weekly program, and I just just tick the boxes which uh, which trainings I did. Yeah, oh, nice. cool. It's and then at the end of the week you see all tick boxes. So <laughs> I like <laughs> it. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Thank you very much. I hope uh, the students can uh, can use this advice uh, a little bit to structure uh, and and set some goals uh, in their own student lives. I hope they try. I hope they will try. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, that one trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just start. Make I a list, and the uh, first day you thing. might not finish the list, but then try the, the list try the, the next, next day, day yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, I think uh, uh, we would like to thank you very much for uh, for joining today to the podcast. Thanks and for uh, the invite. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, well, we were very happy that you were here. Let's say we'll try to do this again in a year or so. Oh, yeah, we'll see where we are yeah. again. <laughs> where, whether the goals yeah. are reached yeah. or not. Yeah, that would be cool. I think I would like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks. And for all our listeners, stay tuned to uh to uh the listen to the next topic. uh podcast yeah. and this will be uh broadcast in two weeks we will talk about a 
completely different topic, which is Dutch politics. Dutch politics explained. Elections are coming up, and yeah. we want to give you as much information as possible about yeah the parties. How the system that is currently existing How the system works. Uh, We're going works, to explain yeah. for everyone who doesn't know yet how the system works in the Netherlands. Exactly. We've just had the American elections and we learned a lot about that as well. But that's completely uh, different. That's completely different from the Dutch ones. And yeah. uh, even after elections, it isn't done yet because then they have to try to work together. Exactly. So uh, if you want to learn more about that, stay tuned. Listen to the Let's Talk About X podcast and uh, see you next time. Yes, see you next time. Thanks for listening. Until next time, 